And we wanted to thank today's sponsors brought to you by Anchor.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's completely no charge. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, where it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and many more. Guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast. Honestly, it just takes for you to really get started. Go ahead and download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm and look forward to seeing you create your show. Yes. Welcome to the How to Be a Grown-Up podcast. My name is Eric Andrus, and this is my show. I'm an educator, a family man, a fitness lover, and a guy that's just dedicated to helping you live your best life. The goal of my podcast is to share inspiring stories from the most brilliant minds in education, world-class athletes, and influential individuals on the planet to help young people find out what makes great people great. So whether you're a student in my classroom, a scholar from around the country, or just someone who's a kid at heart, get ready for cutting-edge, non-run-of-the-mill content to help you be the best grown-up you can be. So without further ado, let's learn how to be a grown-up. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever you are joining me, I am so thankful that you are here. I am so honored that you and I could connect and commune on these higher ideas together. And I'm just so profoundly grateful that you would take the time out of your busy day, out of your busy schedule to listen to me. As always, folks, my name is Eric Andrus, and this is the How to Be a Grown-Up podcast, the show that I created for you, my lovely and wonderful and powerful young men and young women, to help you remember, to help you to realize that you have a birthright to be happy, to be healthy, and to be wonderfully extraordinary. Today, I have a great conversation for you. Today, I got a chance to chat with the powerful Kiera Dengate. Kira is a person that has truly found her real purpose in life. She has become attuned to what the universe wants for her, but it's not been without a fight. I'm so excited to have you get to know Kira over the course of the conversation. I'll be honest, I didn't know Kira prior to chatting with her here, but she reached out to me and I'm so glad that she did. As I always say, folks, if you or someone you know is making a positive change in the world around you, I'd love to hear from you. Now, I'm going to give you a lot more about Kira, and we're going to get a lot more into her life story over the course of our chat. But right now at the top of our show, I want to talk to you about why I think that it's important for you to hear her words of wisdom. It's important for you to hear her thoughts and her compassionate guidance at this time in our country's history. Unless you've had your head under a rock, in the last couple of days, we got a new president-elect. There's some people that are thrilled about it, and there's some people that are fairly heartbroken about it. Wherever you fall on that spectrum, we can all notice that there is a deep division between people in our country right now. I did a short little video on this on Facebook the other day, and I'm going to repeat some of what I said. 
as I was searching my feelings, as I was trying to figure out how to respond to this change in our leadership, I came across a quote by the Russian existentialist author Leo Tolstoy. He wrote this, and forgive me, I'm driving in the car right now, so this is not exactly verbatim, but he wrote something along these lines. Everybody looks outside of themselves for change, yet it takes a profound man to look within. So here's what I want you to take away from this conversation. Kiera Dengate has architected her own future. As we move forward into our new future together, our new future as a country, our new future as Americans, here's what I hope that you can architect. And here's what I'm going to do for myself. Firstly, I am going to start to compassionately listen. Look, I'm going to be vulnerable and honest here with you. There's something I truly don't understand about the 51 million odd people that voted for Trump. But I can only admit that I don't know what I don't know. And these next four years offer an opportunity for me to better myself. They offer an opportunity for me to learn from my neighbors, from my friends, from coworkers. They offer me an opportunity to learn where people who voted for Donald Trump are coming from so that I can better understand the people that I walk this earth every day with. Secondly, here's my challenge to you. If you are a person that voted for Donald Trump, I urge you to compassionately listen as well. There has been an outcry of frustration, heartache, and pain in both social media and traditional channels by people who feel like they might stand to be persecuted under the governance of our new president-elect. Now, whether or not you feel that's true, compassionately listen. Because as I was saying before, this is our opportunity to learn, not our opportunity to preach. It's our opportunity to connect together. Secondly, if we truly want to architect the future that we deserve, we need to believe in our collective ability to heal the wounds that our politicians have caused. Liberal or conservative, Republican or Democrat, our politicians have dictated the tenor of the conversation that we have been having about each other. We have used xenophobic and homophobic language. We have called each other deplorables. And it's time to stop. It's time to see each other for what we are. It's time to see each other as people of hope. It's time to see each other as people who want our loved ones to feel safe. It's time to see each other as people who want to feel successful when we put in the hard work. It's time to see each other as the same. It's time for us to see that even if we worship different gods, even if we have different zeros in our bank accounts, even if we choose to love different people, even if we choose to identify with different genders, even if we choose to be on different ends of the political spectrum, even if we come from different countries, even if we are simply different, that we are actually the same. We actually 
hope for the same things. We actually crave the same things. We actually want to be loved. We actually want to feel safe. We actually want to feel needed. And we want to feel like our voices are heard. So hear each other's voices today, ladies and gentlemen. We are not red states and blue states. We are not Trump supporters and Clinton supporters. We are not Republicans and Democrats. We are Americans. And that is something to be proud of. Yes, we have a long history of oppression and heartache, but we have some amazing accomplishments as well. And every single day, wherever you are in the in the state or the town that you are living in, there are powerful people doing amazing things. There are incredible souls exuding compassion in what they do in how they act on a daily basis. So let's set aside the partisan bickering. Let's set aside the heartache. Let's set aside the agendas of hatred and bigotry and ignorance and start to believe and start to believe what I had said before, that we are the same. And it's only when we believe that, that we can architect that positive future together. All right, ladies and gentlemen, just a little bit of housekeeping here. Look, I love doing this show. It is a gift to my life to be able to chat with these powerfully inspiring people and to bring their words, their wisdom, their compassion, their kindness, and their guidance to you. But I'll be honest, I do not make a dime off of this show, ladies and gentlemen. It's truly a labor of love. So one of the things that you could do that would be incredibly helpful would be to leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you are listening on. It goes a long way to helping me bring these wonderful interviewees' messages to more people. Secondly... I'm always looking for guests. If you or someone you know is making a positive change in the lives of other people, I would love to hear from you. Please email me at howtobeagrownuppodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. All right, without further ado, let's talk to Kira Dengate and learn how to be a grown-up. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to How to Be a Grown-Up Podcast. As always, my name is Eric Andrus, and this is the show that I created for you, my wonderful young scholars, to help you remember that you've got a birthright to be happy, to be healthy, and to live powerfully extraordinary lives. Today, I have an awesome guest for you guys. Today, it is my privilege and my pleasure to welcome Kiera Dengate to the show. Kiera is you could call Kira a lot of things, but Kira is a spiritual explorer. She's a yogi and a teacher to many. She's also a, she also has a powerful origin story that's helped shape her into the heart-centered online educator that she is today. In 2009, Kira was spending much of her time in a hospital due to an eating disorder. Anorexic, depressed, and defeated, Kira watched as her demons caused her to make unhealthy decisions to reach the society-driven goal of being quote-unquote small. In this moment of heartbreak, 
Miss Dengate had an epiphany. She had all of the strength, all of the hope, and all of the resolve that she ever needed to be healthy and vibrant inside her, just waiting to be unlocked. Diving deep into a journey of self-education, empowerment, and nutritional vitality, she made her way to becoming the type of love-centered and joy-filled person that she was always capable of becoming. She now acts as an online coach, bringing her message of positivity to people the world over. It's a real gift to be able to chat with her today. So Kira, thank you for joining me on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And I'm so glad to be here on the show. Absolutely. You know, the first thing that I want to ask you is this. As if I was a 14 through 18 year old sitting in my classroom, listening to our conversation, I was like, wow, Sounds like Kira does a lot of different things. She kind of has a lot of different labels to the work that she does. So when you're out and about and you're meeting someone new at a party and you want to talk about the empowerment work that you do, how exactly do do you define it? Um, It's a very good question. So, yeah, I've kind of gathered, I like to call it my spiritual toolbox. (laughs) Um, So I've gathered a lot of, I've done a really deep uh, self-help or self-healing journey, um, to uncover the physical and mental illnesses that I've gone through, um, and really shine my light. And so when I talk to other people, I really just tell them that, um, I could call myself a transformational coach. Um, and I help others see the light and, um, the passion and the wisdom that they have within, you know, I'm just, I'm really just a mirror for others. Um, I want to inspire others to really find, um, that strength and that, uh, power within so that they can, serve the world and really heal themselves from the inside out. Well, and I'd love to talk about that. You know, I gave a little bit of an allusion to uh, your background here in the introduction, but one of the things that I love being able to do for the young people that listen to this show is bring them the origin stories, if you will, of Mm -hmm. uh, the inspirational people that I get a chance to chat with. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to back up and hear a little bit more from you. Uh, What what was kind of the spark to bring you along in this journey towards self-empowerment? Because a lot of people struggle with those same demons that you did, but don't necessarily make that leap into self-healing. Mm-hmm. So, um, as you said, so at 17, I was um, going through a really rough time. Um, and it was anorexic, uh, depression, anxiety, all of that. And it was, it was just inner demons that were, um, keeping me small. And it was a ton, a ton of pressure that, um, I was putting on myself. I, I always looked to external things to help fulfill myself, to keep me happy, um, to validate myself. And, um, I just turned to everything external and in doing so I was losing my power. Um, and I was just my, I just thought I wasn't worthy of anything. Um, so I would look to every and anything that could help fill me up from the outside when really I needed to tune inward and, um, fill myself up. And it wasn't until I fully, um, I was seeing a coach at that time and it wasn't until I fully surrendered and let go of the need to control and let go of the need to, um, validate myself from external things that my whole system and my whole body seemed to just relax and be like, you know what? I am okay. And I, I can do it myself. I can heal myself from the inside out. I don't need anything external to tell me that I'm worthy to validate myself, to tell me that I'm okay. Um, I just really need myself and I needed to become a friend with myself, with my inner child. Um, and 
that completely changed my life. Absolutely. That, uh, beautifully put. Now, folks listening at home, one of the things that I want to highlight that Miss Dengate just said, I know that a lot of you guys are facing challenges and roadblocks and obstacles in your life right now, and you have pain weighing on your shoulders, the likes of which would be difficult for me to fathom. But I need you to understand this, that no matter what is in front of you, what storm you are weathering right now, you have everything inside you. You have all of the tools, all of the hope, all of the potential, all of the possibility inside you right now to deal with whatever is coming your way. Now, does that mean that mm -hmm. your life will be changed and fixed immediately? Of course not. But understand that, yes, it is important to look to teachers like Miss Dengate for guidance, for compassion, but understand that you have, you have the weapons inside you right now to fight back. You are not mm -hmm. helpless. You are not stuck. You are a person of profound power and powerful worth. And you deserve mm -hmm. to fight for your more positive future. So thanks for highlighting that, Kira. That's, that's a really important message that I want more people to be able to internalize and take on. Um, yeah, I think oh, that's sorry, beautiful. Please. That's okay. I just wanted to add to that. I, that's beautiful what you said, and I totally agree. And it is you know, you have everything that you need within. And it wasn't until that I realized that the present moment is really and truly all we have. And it, and if I can make a moment to moment commitment to love and to myself, then I have the power to change, you know, like I have the power to change myself. Um, and I, I always look to the future. I always got anxious about I need to do this, I need to do that, or my circumstances or anything external. But it's like, life is happening now. And I think it's really putting our awareness to, okay, in this moment, what can I do for myself? How can I make myself, you know, turn my situation around, turn myself around and, and allow myself, give myself permission to be happy in this moment. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'd love to know, there's a lot of people that do kind of go down that journey and that path of self-empowerment, but there's very few that decide to take the lessons that they've learned and bring them to other people that are hurting or other people that have experienced the same pain that they have. What was the thing that pushed you to start creating this online presence where you're bringing those messages to people the world over? Mm. Um, so I've always had this, uh, this intuitive feeling or this gut feeling um, to help people. I really, it was just, it was kind of like in my nature. Um, you know, even growing up, I always just wanted to help others. It was, it just lit me up. So I knew that, you know, I went to university, I got a business degree, but I knew that working at a bank nine to five was just a soul sucking job for me. It was not, it was not what I wanted to do. Um, so I, I made the conscious decision not to do that. And I knew that, um, I was on this self-healing journey for a reason, and I had an aha moment, I guess, if you want to call it, where this intuitive hit is real, like this feeling is real of helping others and this passion, and my journey isn't so much for me, it's for others, it's to serve others. It's I yeah. went through this so that I am able to serve others, and I am able to be a mirror and bring that light to others so that they too may, may do the same. Absolutely. Uh, powerfully put. Now, mm. folks listening at home, 
you might say to yourself when you're looking at an inspirational person like Kiera and go like, well, that's all well and good, but, you know, my pain isn't worthwhile to share with others. My struggle isn't something that other people can identify with. No matter what, ladies and gentlemen, understand that your scars that you've experienced are your ministerial credentials. You can connect with other people because guess what? No matter how together someone seems like they have it, no matter how on point their Instagram page is, <laughs> we all experience heartache. We all experience ups and downs and friction and, and roadblocks that are standing in the way of us getting to what we want. For a really long time of my life, I was not honest about the fact that I struggled with an eating disorder as well. I at one point in my late teens, got up to nearly 300 pounds and and in a desperate attempt to to not have to define myself by those triple digits on a scale, I, I became anorexic. I mm. over-exercised. I purged constantly. And it wasn't until that I started to truly accept the fact that that I could take my pain and not let it make me be immobile, not let it make me be stagnant, but it could be something that could push me to not only better myself, but better the lives of others, that that's when I started to find fulfillment. That's when I started to find true vitality. And that's when I started to move from a scarcity mentality into an abundance mindset. So mm. thank you for highlighting that, Kira. Uh, yeah, it, no, that's beautiful. And that's honestly like your journey is inspirational is so inspirational as well and I think it's beautiful what you pointed out that you know you you as well as me we both looked for external things to validate ourselves you know and yeah. that was and that and the turning point was you know we looked for external things to to numb our pain basically right we didn't want to face our pain when um in reality that was the thing that we really needed to do um was move into that fear move into that that pain and and realize that we have everything we need to conquer it, right? And then until we get to that place, um, we'll always be looking for that that external thing. But I mean, I still struggle every day <laughs> with, of course. you know, little things like just like everyone does, right? So um, I I think it's very important, like you said, to highlight that that everyone is going through something, and um, we're all here to just support each other and really bring ourselves back home to ourselves um, and help each other really be stand in stand in our power in our authentic selves absolutely i love that phrase that you just used come back home to ourselves and that mm. kind of leads me to my next question you know with a lot of my kids that that really struggle with both internal and external violence in their lives that many of them understandably so kind of go into a survivalist mindset and they kind of hide from that power within themselves to make a better life for themselves. So if you were talking to one of my young scholars and they asked you, what are some steps I can take to start accessing that power within me? What might be some first steps along that journey you would suggest? Um, so the first thing um, would definitely be, so it's cultivating um, a sense of trust within yourself. Um, so the first thing that I would be would honestly just having some some quiet time with yourself. Um, as hard as it may be, maybe start with five minutes, maybe start with 10 minutes. Um, and it would literally, as simple as it sounds, just having some quiet time to be with yourself. 
Um, it is so, so, so powerful. It, uh, it really, I wouldn't call it, I, before I didn't want to call it meditation because that word scared me a bit. I used to call it quiet time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just having that moment with myself to really center myself, ground myself. And, um, and in essence, bring me back, back home to myself. And in doing that, and from that place, then I could, I could be in the world and serve the world from the place of, of power and, and groundedness. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, Kara, I can, I can really identify with what you were saying about the, the fear around diving into meditation. I know Mm -hmm. that folks listening at home, you are probably where I was at one point where diving into meditation seems like a a scary thing. If you go to a meditation center, well, it's a bunch of people wearing frocks and beads and they all eat a raw vegan lifestyle and you might feel totally outside of that worldview as I did. But understand that meditation is such a bigger, larger thing than that. I'm a person with ADHD, so for me, my most meditative thing has been walking meditation, and I've done it on my own terms. You can do this at home as well, something that I would absolutely recommend that will allow you to tap into the things that Ms. Dengate was just talking about here. Find Mm. a, a quiet place in your neighborhood, and simply, without your phone, without your earbuds, go for a walk. And listen, listen to the way that the birds are chirping in the trees, listen to the way that the wind rustles through the grass in the lawns that you pass by, listen to the sound of the hustle and the bustle of the city that surrounds you, and simply be present in that moment. Because when you do, ladies and gentlemen, when you live on that bleeding edge of every new second, you will start to have things happen in your mind. You will start to not only unlock the struggles that you have that you've had over the course of your life and but you'll also unlock the tools to deal with them there's this wonderful story and forgive me because this is not verbatim but there's this wonderful story uh, uh of the buddha um that was written down in the tripitaka the buddhist holy book and he was asked by one of his followers in his sangha what have you gained from meditation And he kind of pursed his lips and he sighed and he thought, and he replied, nothing. Much to the surprise of his followers. And as they were getting up to leave, he stopped them and he said, but however, let me tell you what I've lost. I've lost my anger. I've lost my anxiety. I've lost my depression. I've lost my insecurity, my fear of old age, and my fear of death. There is a profound power, ladies and gentlemen, in being present with yourself. Mm. So thank you, Kira. That's a, that's an important thing that I think more people need to adopt into their life. Yeah, that's it. Beautifully put like, that's amazing the way you just put that. It's, it's so true. Like meditation can have this kind of, Ooh, I don't know if I want to do that. It seems to like, you know, I have to sit there, be quiet, no thoughts, anything, but it's really not. It's so much more than that. It's just free flowing and being present with yourself and being present in that moment and finding joy. Like our birthright is joy, is happiness, is love, is feeling all these, these wonderful emotions. And it's really coming back to those emotions, you know, being in that meditative state. And sometimes I even go through 
a day where I'm in a meditative state. You know, I try and just cultivate that in my everyday life. It's not just secluding myself, um, you know, in a corner for half an hour, which is totally okay, but it's just being in that meditative, beautiful state and bringing that, that awareness into your everyday life. Powerfully put. I've got one more question here for you, sure. but before I uh, before I ask you that, I just want to take a second and acknowledge you and and say thank you to you. You know, you reached out to me to to chat here, and I'm so glad that you did. We're right now living in this super bizarre time in American history, in which it seems like we are descending into a state of darkness. With the impending election coming up here, it seems like tension is all around us, and people are so ready to fight and bite at each other. And you stand in a wonderful stark contrast to that, spreading your messages of positivity, hope, and peace. So for the what you do, for the gifts that you give to the lives of the people that you interact with, from the bottom of my heart, I want to offer you a humble thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm sending so much gratitude to you. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Absolutely. So here's my final question for you. As I said before we started recording, the reason that I started this podcast is that, yeah, I do think our schools do a lot of things very well, that we teach economics and English and history, all things that help young people live efficiently, but we don't teach them the powerful tools that help them to live well, like resilience and grit and self-empowerment and the ability to see themselves for the people of worth that they are. So that's why I decided to call the podcast How to Be a Grown-Up. So my question to you is, what does being a grown-up mean to you? Wow, that's a powerful question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Being a grown-up, I would say, is living a life that's authentic to you, living your authentic life. I think that's probably... um, one of the biggest obstacles that everyone's facing, we're so bombarded with negative or positive emotions or addictions or obsessions or anything from society. But I think the real, uh, the real testament or the real goal, I guess, would be to stand in your authentic power and really live your life on your terms and, and really let that shine so that you, in doing so, you can inspire others to do the same. Wonderfully, amazingly put. Uh, Before I let you go, I want to ask if my kids are interested in learning more about you online Mm -hmm. or uh, you have a delicious recipe on your website. (laughs) uh, If they want to find more about you, where should they look? Um, So, yeah, on Facebook. um, You can find me on Facebook. I'm always on Facebook, so you can contact me there. So it's Kira.Dengate. Um, Instagram is Kira Dengate and, uh, you can also find me on Snapchat, Kira Dengate. They're all pretty, pretty standard. Um, and then also on my website as well. I'm always, always there, always open to communicate with anyone and whoever wants to contact me. So yeah, please do please reach out. Um, and I look forward to hearing from you. Wonderful. Uh, I'm going to wrap up here, but if you wouldn't mind hanging out for just a couple of more seconds after the recording. Sure. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another wonderful conversation here on How to Be a Grown-Up Podcast. Stick around, folks, because I've got a couple of takeaways for you. Wow, what an incredible conversation with just a powerhouse for positive change in 
this world. Here's my takeaways, ladies and gentlemen. You have the opportunity to architect the future that you want and the one that you desire. Get out there and be compassionate. Make it happen by taking actionable steps. Secondly, welcome yourself home. Love yourself for who you are and know that you will never regret it. All right, folks, I've been Eric Andrews. You've been awesome. And this has been the How to Be a Grown-Up Podcast. Until next week, don't forget that you have a birthright to be happy, to be healthy, and to live powerfully extraordinary lives. All right, I'm out.